वेलकम वेलकम टू द ब्रांड आइडेंटिटी डिजाइन पॉडकास्ट माई नेम इज जेसन एंड आम योर होस्ट आई होप यू गाइज आर हैविंग अ लवली वेंसडे वेर एवर यू आर इन द वर्ल्ड गुड मॉर्निंग गुड इवनिंग गुड आफ्टरनून थैंक यू सो मच गाइज फॉर योर कंसिस्टेंट लव एंड सपोर्ट टूडे इज एक्चुअली माई फिफ्टियथ एपिसोड विच आई एम एक्चुअली डूइंग दिस इज एक्चुअली माई फिफ्टियथ एपिसोड येस एंड आई वॉज एबल टू एक्चुअली अकम्पलिश दिस विद इन अ पीरियड ऑफ अराउंड फाइव मंथस और लेस एक्चुअली फाइव मंथस से सो आई एम रियली हैप्पी विथ द अकम्पलिशमेंट आई एम रियली हैप्पी विद द प्रोग्रेस आई हैव मेड एंड आई लाइक टू पर्सनली थैंक यू लॉट ऑफ पीपल हु एक्चुअली हेल्प मी इन दिस जर्नी सो लेट्स एक्चुअली गेट इन टू द शो यू नो क्विकली सो आई आई जस्ट वॉन्ट टू पर्सनली थैंक एमी फॉर गिविंग मी द अपॉर्चुनिटी टू यू नो टू बी अ गेस्ट ऑन माई शो थैंक यू सो मच एमी फॉर डूइंग दैट Uh, on a short notice <laughs> thank, thank you for you. having me absolutely and uh, i so i'm 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 very into research guys you know it's just a part of my profession in terms of what i do so what i did is that you know i, I went through the jewelry market and i just wanted to get a little overview how the market looks so i have some facts you know this may interest you this may not but i like to share something which i found which i like uh it seems to be very fascinating so the global jewelry market size is been valued at 249.2 billion dollars in 2021 and is expect is expected to expand at a compound annual growth rate which we call it as CAGR at 8.5% from 2022 to 2030 so the market size overall is expected to grow to 518 billion dollars that's quite a substantial amount when i also did further research i realized that when covid-19 happened it had a very positive effect on jewelry sales so i was under the impression that it's all brick and mortar and jewelry sale cannot happen without a brick and mortar establishment but that turned out to be completely wrong there was a 30% uh, increase in jewelry sales and people were actually purchasing things online and this was actually a study which was conducted by a supplier group called the plum club asia pacific dominates the jewelry market which has a total market share of about 61% according to the stats of 2021 and gold dominates the market for jewelry and has held a revenue share about 40% as per 2021 statistics okay and some of the key players in the jewelry market include tiffany and company uh, pandora uh soroski and cartier and many other brands you know who contribute to hold this a uh, thing so anyways so that was all fact checks and some forecasts which i wanted to share which i find it very fascinating uh so i'm going to go ahead with the show now before we actually start the show i'm going to play a song and you can use this time just to invite a few people to join our room uh ping a few people friends entrepreneurs whoever whoever you think would get value from our conversation and uh, if you do have access to social media you can also share this space on social media and bring more audience uh to this conversation so so i'm going to quickly play that song this is actually my title track i had to actually acquire license to this track and and buy it so thank thank you so much amy and once the song ends it's about 2 minutes uh, we will uh, go ahead and start our conversation uh, today we will be speaking to amy and uh, she is into the jewelry business and it's going to be ha- it's going to be an exciting conversation guys so thank you so much
I think it's a cool intro track. Thank you so much, guys, for your love and support. Uh, thank you, Tiffany, for being here. Melissa, Stacy, and everybody else who will join our conversation soon, on as well as all the listeners who would be hearing us on any audio-based broadcasting platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. So, I I wanted to actually give you uh, guys a little heads up on my today's guest. Uh, so today's guest is Amy Ahmed. Uh, she's an entrepreneur and founder of Vivel's uh, Jewelry. Amy, did I pronounce that right? Vivel. <laughs> yes, you did. Vivel. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a little issue with the pronunciation. You know, you know, guys. Sometimes I face a little challenge. So yeah. So, anyways, so uh, so today's topic. Okay, it's about too glam to give a damn. Now I know that when you hear it, you have this negative association that you know, my guest is a complete, uh, you know, aggressive person. But that's not really the case. You know, it's about uh, you feeling so good about yourself that you don't really care about others' opinion, and and you just shine and you just roll with your personality and the things which you want to do in life. So that's the real intent behind the title. So on this episode, we will cover why entrepreneurs should drown out all the haters and continue doing what you love because you are amazing. and you have to believe that you are amazing so that's what uh, you know this whole ta- topic is uh, you know into and amy is originally from ethiopia guys if you don't know and she's a full time wife uh, and a, a to a supportive husband mother of three amazing children she is also an accountant so entrepreneurship is her like part time gig and eventually i think she's going to do this full time so amy's work is an extension of her passion and dedication which fuels her company's growth and amy's vision is to offer a variety of stylish jewelry that complement classic outfits uh, outfits so what i did is that actually you know while i was going through her bio and researching some stuff i did have a look at her website one of the most cleanest minimalistic website i have seen her choices of those jewelry collection which is being listed it's absolutely stunning guys so i would highly recommend that you have a look at her profile not only on instagram very soon i'll i'll also update the website uh, so that you guys you can explore so amy so i don't want to actually take too much time let's actually deep you know go deep dive on this interview i want to actually understand what's your aha moment how did you decide to become an entrepreneur and why the jewelry business you know uh, why did you pivot to that direction um thank you jason first i want to say thank you for having me on your channel i really appreciate giving me your space and sharing your space with, with me and um my aha moment was uh, during covid um you know at that time uh, my kids had to stay home so i was home a lot and i was you know i took some time off from work and i was at home a lot but um you know staying at home gave me time and uh, i started to pick on my hobbies and one of the hobbies was like Uh, art i'm not sure if you're familiar with risen art uh, and i i was always inspired by how it looked but i didn't think i was going to be able to do it so during that time i said i'm going to do this i have to figure it out if others can do it i'll do it 
and I it was very hard for me at first I didn't know what to do but I was I did my research and I started making arts coasters trays and things like that so once I made my art I you know family and friends asked for it and I made it for them and then I realized if I can do this I am capable of doing my true passion, which is uh, the fashion, which is uh, styling and jewelry. So that's my aha moment. And that's when I started really drilling down to my true passion. Um, As you mentioned, I'm from Ethiopia and I've always been attracted to style putting outfits together um complementing the outfits with the right jewelry and things like that but growing up in ethiopia at that time things are a little different but while i'm not that old but growing up you're expected to be you know a doctor a lawyer engineer or something like that and if i pursued the fashion route that might not be that would not have been I would not get that much support from that so when I got to excuse me when I got to the U.S. I uh, pursued my uh, I became an accountant but still I always had that nagging feeling with my passion I would I'm the one who's always um, picking outfits putting outfits together for family and some of my friends and that was something that I always enjoyed I like it I like the challenge I want to try different things and uh, my initial idea was to design uh, the whole outfit design it have someone make it for me and you know market it but then it was just when I was doing my research it was just a little um, too competitive for me and where I'm at right now that was just a little too much on my plate so I said okay let me break it down and see what I can handle and I said why not jewelry that's something that I love and then that's jewelry is such a small piece but it makes a big difference um, if you ask a lot of women I'm sure they agree um, once you put on a jewelry you feel magical you feel confident you feel good about yourself and you you know that feeling, that moment, that's what I'm looking for. I say something small, but it makes a huge change, a huge impact for every woman. So, um, yeah, that's what I decided to pursue the jewelry. That is really cool, Amy. So, so COVID nineteen is 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 the reason why why it helped you to explore, think, visualize. And and think as to which direction you want to head. I like I have seen resin art, okay, but I have not really seen people like you know at least in person making it. I have seen videos on it, so that's really cool. I understand that you started from there and then you were like you know, okay, let me get into styling, let me get into fashion, and let me get into jewelry. And yes, there is something really magical about jewelry. I think it really uplifts your personality. I I remember actually here you know reading. a quote or a saying somewhere by some some designer he you know she said with the moment you put on jewelry it kind of you know it kind of hides the whole scar thing right you know it just <laughs> minimizes the scar and yes. <laughs> people people start noticing the jewelry more so 
I I don't know the exact word but you know I did read about that. So I really love this. Thank you so much Amy for giving us information about your background and how this whole thing started. And you know, being a mother and and being coming from in an orthodox family, you know, even from where I am, you know, people have that traditional mindset that you have to be uh, to be successful, you have to be a lawyer, engineer or you know, it has to be some sort of a a big degree. you know you, you can only make it or you can only succeed i think that's how some of our parents have been born and brought up right you know they have this mentality sometimes it works sometimes it does not i think people should be given the freedom to choose whatever they want to become you become right exactly awesome awesome so let's actually speak about challenges because uh like you know how did you realize that you know you don't need a physical setup we can do uh the online model okay so what made you come to that realization and how did you handle the logistics so i'm sure there were many other challenges so if you can highlight some of those challenges how did you overcome them and what did you learn from it okay i know you got a call Sorry so i'll that. just rephrase that yeah, question yeah i have to rephrase <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that that's okay uh, i'm so, not sure how clubhouse works if i do do not disturb with to access clubhouse do you know i saw that way uh huh okay all right so um yeah i heard your question and um back in 2018 um i always knew i wanted to do something with you know styling clothing and stuff like that but i did not like the idea of having a physical store because even back then i can sense things were shifting but i was not confident like how how online would be how people people are not confident buying online so i i wasn't sure back in 2018 and um after that um 2020 basically covid changed everything the way we see things the way we do things it accelerated um everything so one of the things that we saw is online sales everything online grew more than everything else so when i was doing my research before i started um this business you know when i was doing my research i saw that people were becoming more confident buying online and some people were kind of forced to buy online because everything was closed right you have to buy online so i said once people see the convenience of this i think this will be the thing in the future so based on that information having online that will cut down the cost meaning my price would be more reasonable than having a storefront So with that being said, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this online. Um, you know, people are buying online, that would be easier to navigate. But then there are of course challenges with that. Again, we go back to gaining trust with shoppers. Um, people are scared to buy online. And another thing is that um they see the picture but people like to feel and touch and see how it looks. So what I did with that is as much as possible one of the things that I try to overcome that as I try to 
make reels, maybe sometimes show the jewelry, different angles, a video helps. And once uh, the COVID restriction was uplifted, I started attending trade shows. That way people will see my product, they will see how it is. And then all it takes is that a couple of women seeing feeling and buying your jewelry and I guarantee you they go out and they tell family and friends at least that's how I am with myself when I buy something if I like it I'm gonna go tell my um, sister my friends because I have seen the quality so that is what is happening more than marketing I am getting more customers just because of pure word of mouth so that's one of the challenges that I'm um I was I, I, I was facing and that's what I did with it. So thank God there's no restrictions. I can attend trade shows. It's like a day or two event. People can see, um, you know, I can create, I can assure that people that I'm not just online scammer. It's me, it's real. So that helped. And the other thing is with COVID, again, still wearing COVID, even though there are less restrictions, prices are rising um shipping costs is rising um everything is the price just rising so i'll give you an example um so one thing that i did is i just have to sit there brainstorm and figure out ways i'm not gonna just pass on the cost to my customers because the whole idea was not just to have this crazy expensive um, price for my business for my brands so i had to pivot i have to figure out ways to um, manage this rising cost so i so a, a good example is that um, the other day i'm looking for a photo shoot with models and for my website i need photo shoot and stuff like that so I've been shopping around and the pricing is ridiculous, really crazy. So I was like, what do I do? I need to do this. So what I did is I picked few few um, jewelry items that I want to be featured in my jewelry and I sent it to back home because uh, it's different. So I can hire a photographer there, a model, makeup artist, a hairstylist, all of that, you know, with half the cost that it would cost me here. So that's just one thing that I did, but um, you know, you'll face challenges, but I think as a business owner, you have to constantly find solutions to those challenges. I think it's a brilliant idea, Amy. It's better to be resourceful, right? And take advantage of as many resources which are available and uh, when you're actually in 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 the inception of business right when you're trying to just start just to jump start things you have to be really careful so that we don't have too many overheads or unnecessary expenses because all those capital can be used for something else you know either inventory marketing advertisement or promotion or anything i really love the way how even though covid did disrupt the retail market uh, a lot of brick and mortar models were really heavily impacted. So brick and mortar uh, structure is, you know, is the physical stores, guys. You know, it's just another term which is used in business, just in case if you don't know. So it did disrupt it, but and people were forced to actually buy stuff online. And I like the part which you said that, you know, 
once people see the convenience one once you go through the convenience factor eventually you will migrate and you will like this whole thing so we call this new thing in business is called as d2c is direct to consumers wherein we eradicate and remove the middlemen or all those infrastructure and other things you know which were right in between ensuring that you know we can save on cost expenditure production we don't have to feed unnecessary people when i say middlemen you know we don't have to offer the uh, things to wholesaler or you know hike up the price in the process so it just really helps so i i think it's a brilliant idea of what you're chasing now i want to ask you though amy if your product was 100% uh you know let's say diamond gold or something and not gold plated as you're selling would that really make any difference in terms of the buying uh decision according to you uh buying decision as uh, procuring uh, procuring your product you know online you know let's say that if it's let's say 22 carat gold ornament you know and so it would um, not obviously fit in the 100 dollar market it will be expensive right so if that was the case yeah. according to your professional opinion do you think that would have made any difference or will it work the same way as you're doing it at this moment i believe that still um i think that makes a difference for now but in the long term it would be different the reason i'm saying that is because um people will spend a lot of money right for diamonds or pure gold and one if you're spending that much money i think people still want to touch feel and look at it in actual presence rather than online but i think um the way things are going i think that will also change pretty soon because i've seen a lot of um diamond businesses um gold uh, jewelry businesses where they their market online but most of it is uh, in person so i think it's still it's it's just, it's different it's not the same as my kind of jewelry true true i'm with you i think eventually everything is going to pivot online it's just a matter of time i'm with you i yeah. i really like the real idea about you displaying the product just on yourself so that people get an overview of the look and feel i have seen many of those videos i think it's pretty cool i think it's a brilliant idea when it comes to marketing and showing how physically it looks uh yeah because mostly you show images and i think these reels and the videos which you are doing is pretty cool i also notice you have a blog on your website and some of the content is really cool amy so i don't know if you have considered <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know you should actually break that content down and maybe think of making a podcast or some sort of video on that content it's still rich i'm just saying so anyways yeah, that's a good idea <laughs> so let's move on to my next <laughs> question amy so you know back to our topics you know guys you know we were speaking about haters you know when i say haters i don't mean literally haters but they are toxic people it could be family members it could be friends neighbors peers anyone Okay what advice would you give to those entrepreneurs who are going to be dealing with haters regularly especially when they are trying to do something different not traditional what advice would you give them amy um well when any time whenever you're planning to start a business or when you start a business you're going to have haters or you're going to have people who genuinely care and they don't see your vision and they will give you their input. So 
the best way to overcome this is one just don't be emotional anything that you do be rational um if you give so much if you let your emotions take over i think that would be a disaster because you're not uh thinking clearly and you should not let your um voice the voice of your haters discourage you if anything that should be your fuel you know if they when they say like are you sure you can do this um this is a lot of work or um some people have told me like how do you package it it's a lot of work so you have to package it and go to the post office and this it's just small things that can be discouraging it might not be exactly pure hate but it, those words can be discouraging and you have to stop and think for a moment and say the whole reason you're doing this is because you believe in yourself you have to continue to believe in yourself and yeah, let this be your fuel and show them that you can do it and every um step that you prove them wrong i think the voice will die down and they will see your success and um lastly there's something that i want to add is that it's okay to listen to criticism but you just don't want to give up never give up listen to criticism and make sure when to know when to take it and when not to take it so don't let anything don't let let your emotions take over so that's my uh, advice for <laughs> haters <laughs> that is really cool so guys you know i'm sure many of you you know would agree with me whoever is listening you know while you're walking your dog walking your dog or you know feeding your children whoever is listening at this moment of time okay doing whatever activity you're doing you would agree with me successful people okay successful people do not let people down they don't demean them they don't say bad about you know this that's what i have noticed so that's the same thing which amy is saying successful people are strong people and they take criticism as compliment <laughs> <laughs> towards their growth make it your fuel okay not your kryptonite okay make it your fuel take it as you know a compliment which they are providing you do listen to it sometimes when people criticize you should pay attention there can be something which you can do or apply in your business or you know in your marketing or advertisement whatever which might help so pay attention okay and kill them with kindness as you said right and listen to those criticism don't get discouraged and do not be emotional so that's some solid advice as amy i really love that thank you so much for sharing let's actually move on to the next question so my next question is would you really care uh would the answer change if these were your family members would you do the same thing or will will that make any difference what do you think um if the say that rephrase that question <laughs> i'm so sorry I'll, i'll repeat that again okay okay now should you care what people think of you especially you know with with the answer which you just said just a while back okay how to deal with people okay will it change if you were if these were your family members who were criticizing you or you know trolling you and saying negative things about your actions you know like for an example amy you got three children why are you taking such a gigantic risk i don't think you are a good parent or you know you're not 
a good wife you're not taking care of your responsibilities seriously and you have this thing which is going on which does not guarantee income i hope you get the sense of what i'm trying to say yes yes um the answer that to that is i grew up in a way yes to some extent i do um care about what people think of me but um to some extent but when it comes to my family definitely i do care a lot more because i know my family has my back i know they want the best interest for me so um but um one thing i want to say here is that caring what people nowadays you hear and you see a lot of like i don't care what they say deep down though we do really care we're humans we do really care so um as long as you're stay true, true to yourself and you're not giving too much thought into what others think and say and you're not losing your focus i think it's okay to care what people think of you um i think that's my take on it i find it awesome you know The truth is actually yes we do really care especially when it's our loved ones our family members their opinion doesn't matter okay so but you know you at the end of the day you know you still have to figure out what is right for you because everybody has 24 hours so you have this lifetime okay x number of breath uh, which you take okay till the end of your days and uh, you have to decide what is actually best for you so so decide what is best for you decide what is good for you and work on that and it's okay you know maybe at times in the beginning they would give you some hate but at the end of the day i feel our friends or our family members they all have the best interest they want us to succeed in some shape or form right when you reach that stage they applaud you they compliment you because they realize that you know you didn't waste your time but the time which it takes to prove that can be hard right <laughs> so i think that is something which you yes. have to deal with in between <laughs> so anyways yeah. you know i want to actually get some some of your professional expertise on things so when you actually look for jewelry uh, which you are offering on your website what are the qualities you look for you know making it like the perfect piece uh, of jewelry to add to your collection um the qualities that everybody will look would be different but for my kind of jewelry i think the quality that um i'm going to speak um i guess from my target audience or my target um, um yeah my target audience from their point of view so the quality is um what kind of material is it is it uh, durable and now the te- the technology is so great where you can find jewelries that are hypoallergenic and um is the price reasonable uh, is it suitable for me to wear every day but does it still have that quality in it like um you know some jewelries you buy it and a, a couple of wears you see that it turning green and pretty much you spend the same amount as what you spend on my website so look for the material what is suitable for you um some people are are, are um allergy to um if it's not pure gold they they can easily their skin can easily be irritated 
So those things are something that you look into the base metal. If it's gold plated, what kind of uh, gold plating is on there? Is it um, there are different layers of gold plating, and all that um, incorporates into the quality of the jewelry. Lovely. So, so there are a lot of variables to look at: material, base layer, how durable it is, the price. Uh, okay, whether it can be worn on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think the target market you're trying to hit uh, is the one who actually wears jewelry on a day-to-day -day basis. Is that one of the reasons why you were looking for waterproof jewelry? I see a whole article written about waterproof jewelry. I saw some videos yeah. as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because what basically, um, okay, so when you're wearing jewelry, even though like some people have the tendency to properly care for that jewelry, they take it off at night, um, they take it off when they shower, but some people, you see them just having that jewelry for months and, and they shower with it and the color changes. So if you love the jewelry that much, and especially when summer times you're sweating, you want to swim, but still look cute, <laughs> stylish. So you, you have our jewelry pieces where you can sweat in it. You can go in the shower with it and still maintains um, the color and the shine to it. I'm with you. It makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So let's actually talk about some of the inspiration you had. So who has been your greatest inspiration? And I think uh, on your bio, you did mention about your mom, your mother, Okay, so, you know, let's speak on that, you know, tell us what did she do, which inspired you so much, you know, to try these things, explore, and an entrepreneur, you know, according to me, is one of the most difficult professions out there. You really require a lot of courage to be an entrepreneur. It's not easy. And maybe, you know, all those success stories which you see about people becoming billionaire at, you know, luckily, but, you know, a good proportion of the population don't go that route. You know, it's hard. So tell us about uh, your inspiration, Amy. Yes, uh, my inspiration is always and will be my mother. And um, the reason for that is, uh, you know, growing up, I've seen her, how she handled things like you as a child, you might think is something small, but as I get older, I realize um, these are great qualities to have. Um, for example, how she cared for people, how she treated people, regardless of who they are, you know, where they're from. She always believed in do good on your part. So that is something that stays with me. And that's something that I always loved about her. And um, another thing is that um, she was the type who believed there is always a solution to a problem. A problem does not exist without the solution. So, and one example I can give you with that, this always sticks with me because I was amazed. So the example is that my, um, it was my sister's wedding um, you're from India, so you know how weddings can be, like our wedding is, I think, similar to yours. Um, 
weddings can be huge you have to prepare for it it's not like where nowadays things are changing you rent a banquet and you do the wedding there and you're done but back then it's like the wedding will go event will go for two weeks so they're getting ready for the weddings they're setting up some stuff and two of my uncles they're sitting there trying to figure out something and like no this thing doesn't work they're trying to hang something this doesn't fit and it doesn't work and they're like we cannot do this and my mother walked by and she's like what's going on she's like oh this doesn't fit so we have to get something and she said why it doesn't fit she's like i mean you have more brain than anything like you can figure it out there's no way this cannot fit they insisted and she said no i'll show you how to do it within minutes she made it made it fit so that tells me like she believed it and she achieved it and that's how everything was for her with anything that she did she would always always find a solution so i got that from her and yes i will have my challenges but i would just sit there and just brainstorm i'll try to come up with creative ways to come um to find a solution for the problem so that's just a small in a nutshell why my mother is my inspiration there's a lot but that's in a nutshell that's why my mother is my inspiration that is really cool even my mom is my biggest inspiration the noise which you heard is she entering our house <laughs> she's just coming back from work so <laughs> so yeah my mom is my biggest inspiration as well she has really helped me you know i was i would have been dead uh if she wouldn't have intervened in between you know i have done many businesses amy so and it was it is really mm-hmm. tough it is really tough is. when you lose uh, you know a good portion of your life away you know in the process but that makes it even 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 more fun because you know you start to actually respect it even more you start to respect the process even more because it teaches you that don't waste money on unnecessary things <laughs> so you know just yeah. for just for the heck of it so anyways so let's actually move on we would be uh, resetting the room guys very shortly i just want to ask you one question a lot of entrepreneurs want to be remembered for many things okay Now if if you have to be remembered for one thing what would that be I want to be remembered for um my compassion and my good listening skills and um hopefully everything will go as i plan and the positive impact that i will make in the world that's what i want to be remembered for That is a beautiful answer. So compassion, listening skills. And what was the last thing you said again? The positive impact. The positive impact you create. That is really lovely, Amy. So I'm just going to invite a few people up. Tiffany, uh okay. Melissa said no, Paramita, I'm just going to invite you. Uh Alok, I'm inviting you. mother as well i'm inviting you guys and you know, so guys you know we would start uh, the qna shortly and while we are in the process of just resetting the room i just want to quickly give you a heads up on uh, okay on this on, on this thing which we are actually doing i'm i'm doing actually a couple of episodes with melissa okay about social skills okay you would see a lot of advertisement and promotion going on we are actually trying to you know have this like a campaign okay we feel social skills are really important because it just helps the child uh, you know to f- you know to form positive relationship have conversation 
have that body long language uh, share play together with other children and improve mental capacity and cognitive ab- abilities in the process to have a good overall mental health right so that what it does so i would highly recommend you to uh, you know if you're in clearwater florida okay i would recommend you to click on the link above okay it's a, it's 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 a course it's a six week crash course which melissa is offering right in the audience okay do reach out to her and she would be able to offer the six weeks course which will help to educate your child on some of the social skills which are being required to make things happen i'm also doing another live stream guys just in case if you don't know uh this live stream is going to happen on july the 1st and we're going to speak about a uh, friendship yes social skills it's about a uh, friendship i have actually pinned the link uh, right on the top if you click on it you should get the option to notify yourself uh before the live stream so we're going to have a uh, you know a conversation with dr suki stone who is also an expert with children uh, along with melissa and even with leslie we're going to have like uh you know like a four people conversation i'm going to give an independent perspective by just listening to everyone <laughs> and we're going to have that you know maybe eventually in the long run we you know she may have a podcast or a channel by herself at this moment of time we're just experimenting uh you know trying to help her out so i also want to acknowledge uh, tiffany who is on stage so if you guys if you don't know tiffany is actually in the uh in, in the podcasting and radio show game for almost 7 years 600 more than 600 episodes done so i have posted the link above uh, she will be she has also applied for people choice podcast awards which will be starting from july the 1st we will be haunting people down and we're going to ask you to vote for tiffany for her radio show moments of clarity with tiffany i have pinned uh, the youtube link right on to the top i would recommend you to subscribe to her channel okay which i'm also associated and a part of okay do subscribe and uh, starting from july 1st we're going to throw out those links so that you can vote not only on my show and also on her show and even on across all other social media platforms so any kind of help would be appreciated so let's actually move on to the other aspects of today's conversation i just want to welcome tiffany thank you so much for being here uh, tiffany do you have a question anything you like to ask amy with regards to the conversation we are having today hi jason and um hi amy i'm i'm tiffany warner hi. and um and what a beautiful story and um jason i don't even think you know this about me but growing up my family owned a jewelry store and it was family owned and operated and we sold jewelry and so um i i think it's the same kind of jewelry you do i i know that the pandemic would not because like amy was saying before that people like to hold and look at stuff and having it done online and like worrying about it going through the mail would probably um hurt sales because you wonder if you're going to order something that precious if people would hijack it through the mail or if it you know the missing or delivered at the wrong house or all these things that i was thinking people would probably be thinking but um no they like to look through my a magnifying glass and try it on and see how it glistens in the light and all of that but so but the when it's a family entrepreneurship i remember as a little girl going to the jewelry store and planing down the glass uh the countertops or whatever the display cases that the jewelry was in and vacuuming and even i sold a few pieces as a family you know who's going to be everyone's a sucker for a little girl trying to sell a 
instead of Aaron. So I don't know. I think that's a really, really beautiful story. And and yeah, Jason, the the title of the show does, does kind of misrepresent Amy 100%. When, you, when it's uh, too glam to give a damn, and then you hear Amy, such a sweetheart, it's kind of a, a little bit misunderstood, but it's catchy. <laughs> But um, I mean, that's Amy the idea like that. <laughs> to make it. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I completely understand. You sold it on that, and um, well done. And and um, I love your podcast as audio. Um, you've got a very soothing voice, and it's easy to listen to. Um, so just gonna add that too. But anyway, I love your story, Amy, and thanks for sharing it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Since we don't have too many people, I'm just going to continue with our interview, <laughs> Amy. So my next question is, people who people who actually want to get into the game of jewelry, you know, let it be pure gold, 100%, or let it be, G, let it be the gold-plated one, you know, what you're doing. What would be your advice? You know, what are the things you should look out for and be very careful? What are those marshy waters, you know, uh, you should not get your foot into? <laughs> that's a really good question um my advice would be um sometimes just being an entrepreneur is not just as glamorous as it looks um because when you are running your business you wear different hats you are the accountant the mailman um marketer just so many different hats until you start dedicate, de delegating your tasks and hire people. But starting off, we a lot of us cannot afford to do that. So my advice would be anyone who's just aspiring to be an entrepreneur is that research the industry that you want to get into. Um, figure out why you want to do this. What is your purpose? What do you want to get out of it? Is it something that you want to do it for the money or is it something that it gives you pure satisfaction? Um, also, um, make sure you are um, calculating your capital, starting capital. A lot of times businesses underestimate this and um, they overspend and then their budget is way, their capital, they don't have enough capital. So you have to raise capital for startup and um don't wait for everything to be perfect for you to start start today but not today what do i mean by that like just because you have an idea just don't jump and start because nowadays you see um having a website is easy you know shopify wordpress and all that you can build a website in a day just because you can do that, it doesn't mean you're ready for a business. Um, you have to do your research, make sure you're ready. But then if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, nothing is perfect and you will never start. So um, the last thing that I want to say about uh, feedback is that a lot of times business owner, they're attached to their feelings rather than the truth. Uh, meaning you, everybody thinks they have this great product, uh, great service, they're, they're amazing, they're great, but 
that might not be the case. That might not be what people are looking for. Their offer might not be what people are looking for. So by trusting, like by attaching the trust first rather than your feelings, I think that's your uh, that's a good start for you to become successful because that way you will see what works, what doesn't work, and you will be able to change things as you go along. But if you have your feelings attached to it, you're so attached to it, you're not going to let go. So that's my um, feedback. Uh, those are some excellent feedback. Yep, I, I agree. I agree with almost everything which you said. You know, be careful with your investment. Just ensure that you... you. I would recommend more entrepreneurs to learn how to look at a profit and loss account. P&L accounts. Yes. <laughs> a lot you know most entrepreneurs think this is something you know which uh, you don't need guys you know for example if you make $100,000 I'm just giving you a hypothetical number that's not the money which is net that's just gross okay you need to pay off your taxes business expenses allocate it you have to be really careful, uh, you know, especially with taxes, you know, you have to really be careful. Okay, so that's, so understanding profit and loss accounts is, is like a big thing. It, and as an accountant, Amy, if you have to explain the importance of profit and loss account to somebody who's just starting up, how would you explain that? Um, you brought up a really, really good point. Um, a lot of times, because as I am also a um, tax auditor, so I go to different businesses and I see how businesses handle their books. And uh, when I break it down to them, they're like, no, I don't have this money. I didn't make this money because they did not account all those things that you said, the taxes, um, the other overheads, the payroll, uh, maybe advertising expenses, all that, your gross receipt, which is everything, money, the entire money coming into your business is not your profit because um, your deduction, basically profit and losses, income and expense, right? You have income, but that's not true income, I guess, profit yet, but then you have your expenses. And after all your expenses, what you have left with is what your net income, that's your profit. So one of the things that a lot of times business owners forget is that there's such thing called taxes whether it's income tax or sales tax um anytime you buy stuff business owners charge you tax and they forget and to calculate that tax is not their money and my advice is that look at your numbers understand the numbers numbers tells you a lot a lot that way you can understand your business if you ask me, if I was not an accountant, if you ask me what is one of the things that you want to be hands-on, it would be my numbers. Because if I don't understand my numbers, whatever number I give to my accountant, they're not business owners. They will take the numbers and plug it in and they're done. They're not going to analyze it for me. So as a business owner, you should be able to analyze your numbers, understand it, if it makes sense. Does it make sense for you to be in the business? Are you profiting or losing money? Are you at a net loss? What is going on? All that is ma matters. So to go back and say, if I was not an accountant, one thing that I would want to learn is to 
basic basic accounting nowadays you have youtube just so many videos out there that gives you a detailed breakdown you don't even have to go to college for it and everything else you can delegate a task and someone else can do it for you i think that's my input that is really cool i appreciate you giving clarity to people uh so i mean guys you know what she's saying is absolutely right amy as an accountant what do you feel how many accounts a business owner should have and and you know there's a lot of content available on youtube guys you know just in case if you want to see but according to you how many accounts just a business owner should have and what should be those accounts used for would you like to share that uh, accounts are we talking about bank accounts yes i would say about 3 to 4 accounts um one should be for incoming like for me i'm i'm going to give you myself as an example one account should be for all my sales deposits everything goes onto that account incoming another one is i give this as an advice to business owners when i go out in the field one account should be just um tax tax liability account because every time you have money coming in you calculate how much money is tax you should know that and then that amount will go to the tax account and you don't touch it when it's time to pay tax you don't have to scramble for money and you grab it from that account and you pay your sales tax and you're good to go because you plan it another one is expense account where you pay all the expenses from there and everything is tracked this also helps um when you're requesting a grant your bank account is clean you don't have too many things going on with one bank account everything is clean that way you know when you're requesting for a grant you have a really good record the fourth one it could be optional but i would use that as a savings anything left over after you pay your taxes your expenses after you pay yourself anything extra you want to save you want to be able to save for rainy days you put it into that account i think um 3 to 4 is good yeah absolutely according to me it's around 4 to 5 accounts uh, you know 5 is being the best so the last account which i would include would be is your account basically you know so that you get a percentage of the income which you make which is purely for your expenses so once again guys just to recap the first thing is you know an account a business account where you have all the incoming all the revenue which you get all those sales generate money let's let it get you know allocated to one account then you should have a tax account don't touch your tax account completely leave it the way it is so that you don't have to scramble when it's time to pay taxes it's already there second account is an expense account which you use it for your business expenses so all those uh, resources like you know revenue uh, not revenue but you know advertisement marketing promotional activities uh, payrolls anything it comes out from the you know the expense account the next one is the investment account which you remove a small percentage uh, put it there and use it as a rotational capital to invest on different either stocks bonds anything you know which can help you to have a recurring uh, revenue stream just and then your personal account so i know it's like a lot it's it may be challenging guys okay but if you do it this way as amy said you know your accounts are clean their accessibility of getting grants and and it just gives you 
uh, you know a lot of ease of mind i'm just saying like you know it's just lessens down the stress and you know exactly how much to spend and how much not to spend you know there's a clear allocation for that i appreciate you amy you know you're clarifying this i want to actually get into the business side of things so guys the first thing which i want to say uh, the website is actually linked right on to the top beautiful collection please have a look in fact you know i'm thinking to have giveaways uh in collaboration with amy very soon i'm trying to work on a model how i can do this uh for my shows but you know look at the collection amy why don't you speak about the offer which is going on which i recently saw a video which you posted on instagram yeah currently um we made it to 6 months so and then um a holiday uh maybe you might you, some of you might not be familiar with it it's an islamic holiday eid is coming up in 2 weeks um so i combined those two and we have a huge deal going on right now uh it's buy two get 150% off that's a really great deal and we also have free shipping within the us and um the sale is going to end this friday so That is awesome. Uh, what was the percentage again? You said, Amy. You buy two, you get the thirty-one fifty percent off. Thirty-one fifty. I'm so. You buy two jewelries, and huh. then the third one you buy would be fifty percent off, five zero. Oh, okay, okay. So, guys. by 2 and the third one would be at a 50% <laughs> off that's what she said i'm so sorry <laughs> i didn't <No> problem yeah <laughs> okay so that's the yeah. offer so i really want to actually you know deep dive on your vision okay now when mostly people think about the jewelry business it could be very transactional right so in your case the pandemic really help you to you know think on these lines and to explore a career uh as well as you know to to build something around it so what i want to ask is what is your why okay the real why mm-hmm. between you entering mm-hmm. into this phase and what would be your vision you know how, where do you see this company growing in the long run okay um my real why is i wanted to be able to give back to my community without limitation that's my why um the reason i'm saying that is i am thankful to where i am today i was one of the fortunate ones that i had the opportunity to come to the united states and then here i am um you know i got my degree my master's degree i'm i'm content with where i am but then um when it comes to i feel like something is not fulfilled within me because it's not all about me i should be able to give back uh remember what i told you earlier about my mother where she was always caring for everyone she was giving so that st- stays with me and now i feel like okay now i'm here i got to this point and i should be able to give back um with the current status i thank god i'm i i can give back but with limitations i have to put put a budget but i'm not able to do much but and um so the best way i can give back is with financial freedom and uh why not do something that i like and then after that just 
do something that's meaningful to me that I can give back. Um, again, me being from Ethiopia, especially um, the communities that I want to be able to help is more women because there are a lot of women that are in domestic violence. They have nowhere to go. Um, there are women that are suffering because of lack of just simple medical care and stuff like that. So those are the areas that I want to be able to give back. That way I, I feel good because when I was identifying my why, it cannot only be money. Of course, everybody likes money, but you will never be satisfied with money because you get you make it to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. The number will never stop. It will keep going. And as human beings, we always want more. So that's not something that I want. I want something fulfilling, something meaningful to me and um, you know to my community. That is my why. That's one thing that keeps me going every time I have challenges. And uh, my goal is um, currently, it's not on my website or anything, but, you know, down low, I'm just working with one nonprofit organization that gives back to elderly communities back home. And I want to expand more on that in the future and work with nonprofit organizations and, you know, give back to the community. That is so lovely, Amy. I appreciate you sharing your why and your vision. Now, let's actually ask, uh, you know, let, let me ask you, how can our audience who are listening to us, how can they reach out to you other than your website? You know, if they want to know more, if they want to have like, you know, something very bespoke, is that something which is possible? Um, they can reach out to me uh, via social media. I'm very, very active on my Instagram, which is Bavels. Um, uh, they can also email me at info at Bavels.com. I, you know, I usually check my emails as well. So, um, yeah, they can reach me via social media. Awesome. The awesome. Best way. <laughs> Guys, you heard that. So uh, I would have the website link and the Instagram handle listed on the show notes. Whenever you hear the show, you should be able to find all these links. Okay, so please reach out to her. Okay, I would highly encourage you to take advantage of the festive season which is going on. The jewelry is not, I think it's priced very fairly. It's not too expensive. I really like the styling. I really like the simplicity and the minimalism it has. But highly encourage you to just go through the website, have a look at it. Okay, you would get uh, the third option at 50% uh, off. So Amy, will it get automatically added to the card, the promo code? Or is there it's a promo code? automatically added. There's no promo code needed. Anytime you add three items to your cart, uh, the third one will be 50% off. Uh, it's automatically added. And this is site-wide. It's not like we have new collections. This includes new collections. Everything on our website. You guys are not limited to like certain items. 
Awesome. That is really cool to hear. So I actually wanted to go ahead and, you know, come to our final thoughts and conclusion with today's conversation. So according to me, <laughs> you know, as the title says, it's too glam to give a damn. So we all want to be liked, right? We all seek admiration from our friends, family members and even others. And that's not necessarily bad. You know, it can motivate us. Uh, to eliminate annoying habits and and treat other people well but it can also become a problem okay we all run the risk of putting too much value on others opinion uh, especially negative ones so uh, this can wrap uh, your thinking distort your decision making skills and destroy your confidence and even your faith so i would highly recommend start loving yourself be so glamorous that you don't give a damn but not in like a bad rude way but you know like just do things you know which you love uh, care and value and you're passionate about and 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 as amy says you know contribute uh, help the community around help people out in some shape or form it doesn't have to be always charity guys when i when i talk about support if you have friends just help them out you know promote their business give them a shout out recommend their business you know leave a review okay you know a lot of things which you can do does not really involve money you know you can just put in some efforts and help another uh, brother or sister exactly. out in the process right amy exactly i mean i don't want to interrupt but uh, a lot of thing a lot of times people think um, helping a business out is just buying from them honestly if you share with your family and friends and you know even just a simple like on a post makes a huge difference and so a lot of things you can do true true i just wanted to ask tiffany uh, tiffany do you have any uh, questions for amy anything you like to contribute uh, because we would be in the process of wrapping up this room no no just wonderful interview just having a uh, one time listening and and you're right friends can help each other out by sharing and even if you can't afford to buy the product to share the show and and share this product <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so so guys i'm i'm, I'm actually going to pin the link uh, to my podcast uh, okay so it's the apple one so if you guys are using an apple device uh, if you like apple podcasts If you search brand identity design you should be able to locate me. So there are a few other ways how you can support me, you know, like I always say, nominate more entrepreneurs to join this club uh so that you know I can offer them value through our conversations with you do, which we do. Uh the dark side of entrepreneurship is not really dark. We just want to amplify uh some of the challenges an entrepreneur faces through their stories. Okay, if you understand the concept of the whole show, we are effectively trying to also market the guest but before we start selling we want to introduce the guest to you okay and that's how i feel marketing should be you know first let them understand who you are what's your mission why you are into this game let them know who you are as a person and what you bring to the table okay once people know once they start liking and admiring uh, you know what you're trying to do it's very easy for them to engage with your brand that's what i feel and that's how the show is being structured not only for my guests but also for myself so if you if you guys would have realized by now so most of the people i work with are also my guests who have always been on it has been on my show 
either on season 1 or season 2 you know so it's just the way how it's been structured it just helps me with more business opportunities in the process the name of the show is also intentional right because even though our the name of the show is about brand identity and design so i don't really speak anything about design it's not that i don't want to uh it's just that you know i don't want to attract more designers if i attract more designers they are not going to give me business i want to attract more entrepreneurs that's why we have a subsection called uh, you know the dark side of entrepreneurship so so that's how we can support me you know nominate more people to join my club who are entrepreneurs if you feel those people can be a good guest okay i would definitely be happy to do a pre interview just make sure you know they are able to communicate and speak about what they are trying to bring to the table discuss a title and make that happen okay uh if you do like the quality of the audio the intro track which i played in the beginning i had to actually buy it guys 30 to 50 dollars you have to spend to license song it is expensive it does not come cheap there is actually a donate link on my link tree if you do like the show feel free to support the show so that i can acquire more assets in the process the time which i'm actually utilizing to do the show it is pulling away from from my business so it can get compensated in some shape or form so if you want to support you can support me in that fashion the third way how you can support me is actually hiring me for my expertise so i have been trained uh, to do brand strategy and identity design corporate identity design to be specific so please go through my website if you do like the styling and what i bring to the table there is actually a paid strategy call section on my link tree click on it make the payment and and we should have a 90 minute session wherein it's not about me showcasing uh like you know what i'm capable of doing i would actually show you what i would be capable of doing within that 90 minutes so those are some of the ways how you can help and support me if you want to find my podcast on other platforms like stitcher amazon music audible or google podcast spotify all those lists are also uh you know included on my link tree so i just want to thank you once again for the love and support uh amy do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up um thank you this was a lovely conversation i really appreciate you and actually i'm going to check out your website and i might you know need some help it's time to delegate some tasks to people who can help out right i'll keep the accounting to myself but i'll delegate other stuff uh, you know for other people to help me out um so yeah i really appreciate you jason um and uh, tiffany and everyone on the stage i really appreciate you guys thank you awesome awesome thank you so much natasha for being here i know i actually forgot to send you a message about our show so not not to worry it's actually my fault but i appreciate so amy if you don't know something natasha has actually been supporting the show from day 1 back in february when we started she's never actually missed any of my shows so thank you she's an awesome person including tiffany nice. and, and nice. melissa and stacy and many of those guys you know whom you seen on stage you know they've been there from the very beginning and to be honest with you i never had the confidence to speak the way i'm speaking right now so a lot of people in this room whom you saw who came back and forth they did help me and encourage me to 
work on my public speaking skills so i'm going to do my 50th episode 51st episode with tiffany uh, it's called 50 under 5 again a catchy title Yay. let me <laughs> that means <laughs> 50 50 episodes uh, under 5 months yes guys i did 50 episodes uh, it's been hard but it's also been fun and not only that i, I started practicing you know doing videos also not really a big fan of videos uh <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to do a video yes uh, i agree <laughs> but you know there is there is some upside to it but you know i still think audio thing is better uh it just helps uh that's what i feel so but anyways i'm still open you know what i'm going to do is actually i'm thinking that you know i should start charging people who want to actually do video with me because you know it is such a stress because you have to manage the tabs Uh, put in all those comments have those lower thirds stuff like that you know if you want to have it like you know at least a good production value to it so yeah anyways you know guys you know i love you all thank you so much uh, i appreciate you being a part of the brand identity design podcast yes tiffany hey later <laughs> okay 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 so i'm going to play my song uh, again the intro song which i had to license finally so the you know luckily i don't have to actually play any more commercial songs or unlicensable songs you know any further i can just play this instead so thank you so much amy once again you take care of yourself once i actually upload the show i will email you the details okay thank you so much jason you're welcome bye